Welcome to my podcast, Layers in Media, A Perspective. I am your host, Aisha Sala. I know that the title of this podcast episode says Rami, so I think it is fair to say right off the bat that I will not be focusing on the entirety of all two seasons of Rami, simply because that is way too big of a project and there is no way I could fit everything that needs to be said into one podcast episode. That being said... I really did want to give myself the opportunity to at least discuss part of the show, Rami, and when I sat down and thought about what was really important for me to discuss, the two main parts that came to mind included a monologue that Mahershala Ali delivers in episode three of season two and the ending of season two. Again, I understand that in some ways I am doing a disservice to the show because there is so much ground to cover, so many choices to admire, so many character journeys to dissect, and so much symbolism to appreciate, but I chose these two moments because the monologue that Ali delivers is a particularly important moment for me as a Muslim American, and certainly one of the more profound moments written for the Muslim community in American television, and I decided to focus on the ending of season two because I genuinely believe that it is one of the most misunderstood endings that television has delivered thus far. And I wanted to dissect why it was misunderstood, why I consider it to be one of the most brilliant endings in American television, and why I consider it to be an incredibly important moment for Muslims and Islam in media. Okay. I want to start by reading the monologue I will be referencing in this discussion. Again, you will find this in episode three of season two, and Mahershala Ali delivers it so much better than me, but we're going to deal. Here it goes. Our ummah often doesn't understand what is haram and what isn't. Nothing in and of itself is haram. It's a matter of how we choose to engage with it. Alcohol, for example, isn't haram. Drinking it is. The rules are very important in our faith not for the reasons that you might think. I was confused about this once too. By the grace of Allah, I found my teacher. She taught me that Islam was like an orange. There's an outer part and an inner part. If someone only got the rules and rituals, they might think Islam was tough and bitter, like the outside of an orange. But there's an inside, a juicy flesh, the divine intimacy, the spiritual experience. The rind without the flesh is bitter and useless. The flesh without the rind would quickly rot. The outer sharia protects the inner spirituality, and the inner spirituality gives the outer sharia its purpose and meaning. My teacher helped me understand that I needed both. Okay, that was the end of the monologue. It's no exaggeration when I tell you that when Mumsy and I were watching this moment play out, we were in awe and truly speechless at what we had just witnessed and heard. It's interesting to think about season one of Rami versus season two of Rami, because even though there were truly some serious elements to be found in season one, the first season largely gave the impression that it was a comedy slightly bordering onto a dramedy. But season two is next level. It was as if Rami Yusuf had successfully ensnared his audience with the enticing, humorous quirk of season one, and as soon as he was handed the opportunity for season two, it felt like he deliberately switched up the game and was telling his audience, okay, now that you are listening, this is what I really wanted to say. And then we get thrown into the craziness of season two. I mean, truly think about all of those moments 
Islam has been represented in American television. And when all of those moments come to mind, think about all of those times practicing Muslims who were actually consistent with their religion and sincerely expressed a belief in their religion were revealed as calm, respectable, wise characters who were quickest to show compassion and mercy rather than showing anger and violent judgment. Herschel Ali's character, Sheikh Malik, is beautifully written and portrayed and presents the best of the religion in practice. And it's Mahershala Ali, so he also manages to look cool while doing it. Like, he legit is the cool person of the show that is everything you want Rami to become. He is secure in the belief system he follows, comfortable in the Islamic clothing he dons, and constant in his remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he makes it look cool. He makes it sound cool. He makes it feel cool. Do you know how crazy of an experience that is for me to come across in television? I... <laughs> hide the fact that I pray five times a day from most of my coworkers by praying sitting down in my car. I whisper alhamdulillah and bismillah and mashallah under my breath because I don't want to arouse awkward questions. I begrudgingly endure all the questions directed at me for wearing hijab. I despair every time someone unknowing refers to Ramadan as a celebration or holiday because they can't fathom someone's connection to their religion being so much more than a matter of gift giving and partying in the name of the Holy Spirit. And here I am being presented with a version of being Muslim American that doesn't curve around their connection to Islam in order to fit into society. Instead, they actively engage with all aspects of society, never compromising on faith, yet managing to find comfort and connection with everyone around them despite the difference in beliefs and practice. I don't think you could truly grasp how incredible it is to live so boldly while at the same time living so humbly. It's something I never even dared to hope for when it comes to American television. And the way the show Rami was going, I assumed that the direction it was taking with its choice of characters and storylines was never going to make room for such a character as Sheikh Malik. But I was wrong and I couldn't have been happier. The the simplicity and beauty of the religion that the metaphor is able to accomplish comparing Islam to an orange was incredibly well done in the writing. As a Muslim woman who wears a hijab, we come across a lot of useless and frankly demeaning metaphors from men who like it when women wear the hijab. Metaphors along the lines of, would you eat a candy from the floor if it didn't have its wrapper on? No. Well then, that's why women should wear hijab. Metaphors equivalent to this example exist in abundance and truly leave a gross feeling in my soul as these metaphors constantly center men and their preference in the metaphor and generally reduce the metaphorical woman to mere objects or items of food. But I've never come across a metaphor for Islam that perfectly ex explained the reasoning behind all the things I do for the sake of religion. And certainly I've never come across a simple explanation of Islam that captures the constant reward one gains from practicing Islam. It's a really difficult thing to accomplish, especially if your listener is someone who doesn't practice in the first place, meaning every action explained seems all the more foreign and extreme to them. But everyone understands an orange. And through that simplification, Islam is presented in a light that is both poetic and practical. Truly, this monologue is a writing accomplishment that I will never forget and will forever be grateful for. Moving on to the other part of Rami that I wanted to discuss for this podcast episode, the ending of season two. 
Okay, I know this was rough. Certainly, you would have been laughing if you saw me watching this ending because I kid you not, I was pacing frantically in front of the TV screen and begging with the unknowing character to not go down the path that they were clearly going down. That being said, when the ending finally happened and the credits started to roll, my mother and I sat in awe because despite how upsetting the sequence of events was, we were able to see past our emotions and really begin to appreciate just how brilliant the ending actually was. Just to recap the ending of Rami's season two, remember, Rami marries Zainab, Sheikh Malik's daughter. Rami's cousin Amani was invited to the wedding and the emotional confusion that situation created for Rami led to him kissing Amani the day before his wedding and reigniting the intimate relationship that they shared during his time in Egypt. On Rami and Zainab's wedding night, literally right after they had sex for the very first time, Rami, still thinking about his feelings for Amani, presents the possible idea of, quote, living like the prophet, peace be upon him, and having multiple wives, specifically taking his cousin Amani as a wife. After which Zainab gets hit with the terrible truth that Rami actually kissed, and it is implied, did more with Amani the day before their wedding. Shocked, Zainab puts a pillow between them to create a barrier and goes to sleep. Rami wakes up in the morning to find her wedding ring on the nightstand and Sheikh Malik in the room, containing all sorts of emotion within him, clearly implying that Zainab told him everything. Rami tries to explain his way through the situation and Sheikh Malik admits his failure at being both a teacher and a father because he was unable to protect his daughter from Rami's character. Sheikh Malik leaves and we watch as Rami makes the decision to visit his cousin Amani. He tells her he wants to be with her and Amani says no, recognizing that she feels shame for what she did and doesn't want to be a woman who ruins a marriage. She tells him to go back to his wife and Rami officially rejected by the women in his life and unable to reveal the truth to his family so early after all the events that had occurred, goes to find the car that Dennis, the homeless veteran slash newly converted Muslim we met in the earlier episodes, used to live in before he was sent to prison. Rami enters the car and turns on the engine. When he does so, the CD that Dennis was last listening to starts to play. Dennis was listening to an educational CD that was teaching him the basics of Islam. Okay, <clears throat> as upsetting as the events were leading up to this particular ending, I must say, as soon as the ending actually played out, I really didn't have the vision or the emotional clarity to recognize not only the inevitability of the ending, but also the perfection of it. The show really could not have ended any other way without accomplishing what Rami Youssef has been been out to accomplish with this show from the start, which was to amplify and normalize the concept that Muslim Americans are imperfect people leading imperfect lives, but that doesn't compromise the sincerity of our belief, nor does it minimize the importance of it. It's the reason why bringing Dennis in as a character in the beginning was so important. The Muslim American community as a whole find it very difficult to recognize the humanity of veterans who have served in Iraq and Afghanistan because to have served in either in our eyes is the equivalent of murdering and violently oppressing innocent Muslims. And we learn that's exactly what Dennis did during his time there. He is a veteran who is specifically haunted by the memory of murdering a Muslim man and finds himself in the position position of being homeless and jobless because he cannot reconcile with his past in any way that works. Rami, 
in his pursuit to be a better Muslim, considers it his Islamic duty to ignore Dennis's violent and flawed past and welcome him into the Muslim community. The result of those actions was that Dennis, in his attempt to insist to the world that Islam was a religion of peace, beat to death a man who was protesting the mosque he was praying in. And yet the last thing that Dennis was doing before he found his PTSD triggered and his violence uncontrolled was he was trying to learn about Islam and how to be Muslim. It is a character arc revealing that the show Rami is a show that is written not just for Americans, but for Muslims as well. We are forced to come to terms with the realities of our own beliefs. We are guilty of picking and choosing the parts of the religion that are most convenient for us. But when faced with the challenge of recognizing that anyone, no matter how flawed a character, no matter how sinful a past, can be guided to Islam, we suddenly have to accept the reality that we have been judging and alienating others from the beginning. We don't want to acknowledge that Muslim killers have the potential to be Muslims and by default deserve the same kindness we would extend to a fellow Muslim brother or sister. Which brings us to the finale where we see Rami return to Dennis's car and listen to the same tape Dennis was listening to, finding himself alone with no idea where to go, similar to the situation that Dennis had found himself in. And yet, at the lowest point of his life, when he had made every wrong decision, had been rejected by everyone he ever loved, and justifiably so, and has found that all the progress he was trying to make with his spirituality has managed to change nothing about his flawed character, where do we find him but listening to the basics of Islam and what it means to be Muslim. And it is here where, if you are truly listening and understanding, you will respect and applaud what all the creators of Rami have accomplished with this show. We Muslims, specifically Muslim Americans of color, find ourselves torn between the realities of the two worlds we belong to. In this American society that has done everything in its power to demonize, marginalize, and make an other of its Muslim citizens, we find ourselves bullied by the image that has been blanketed over our community. And as a supposed act of defiance, we as a community have assumed that by attaining and projecting the image and actions of the absolute perfect citizen, we will somehow redeem ourselves and our religion that has been brutalized with negativity. So on one hand, the society that we live in has forced this demonized image upon us as a community. And on the other hand, we as a community have forced upon ourselves the image of perfection to battle the demonization we face. But in the end, we find ourselves twice suffocated, never being seen or accepted for who we are by either world. And we find ourselves increasingly pushed and shoved into a position in life where it is extremely difficult to be any authentic version of ourselves. This ending that the second season of Rami has written and delivered to us is in its own way the perfect liberation of the Muslim American community. We are not perfect. We are flawed. And this ending reminds us that even though we are flawed, we still have the right to breathe. And more importantly, we have the right to believe in Islam and call ourselves Muslim. The worst things that we do in life, the worst mistakes that we commit do not define the sincerity of our religion and the true want to be better than what we actually are. And that is the core beauty of the show Rami. It's certainly a message that I think a lot of viewers miss just because it was an emotionally upsetting finale, but I hope that my breakdown of those final moments helps you appreciate what Rami was trying to accomplish. And that is my Rami spiel. 
you are listening to the podcast Layers in Media, A Perspective, and I am your host, Aisha Sala. Mm-hmm. 